Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to a brand new year of AutoLine Daily. We hope you had a great holiday season, but now let's get to some of the latest developments in the global automotive industry. And here's a fascinating development. While automakers have been debating whether or not American consumers would buy diesel engines and passenger cars, Volkswagen just reported it sold over 100,000 diesels in the U.S. market in 2013. That means VW sold more diesels than any other car company sold hybrids, with the one exception of Toyota. Remember, Volkswagen did not have a very good sales year in 2013 in the U.S. Its sales actually went down. And yet, demand for its diesels shot up to the point that VW sold more diesels than either Ford, Honda, Nissan, or General Motors sold hybrids, plug-ins, and electrics. That's even more impressive when you realize there are no federal tax credits for diesels, no state or infrastructure incentives of any kind, no cafe loophole gimmicks, and the price of diesel is higher than it is for gasoline. I wonder how well hybrids and electrics would sell if they faced those kinds of barriers. One of the unexpected developments we saw at the very end of 2013 is that Hyundai Motors America announced John Krafcek would step down as CEO. He'll be replaced by Dave Zukowski, who had been in charge of sales. Krafcek has been something of a star in the auto industry, an engineer by training, but an executive with a very broad understanding of so many different disciplines in the industry. But Hyundai sales have not kept pace with the growth in the American marketplace, meaning it's been losing market share. Kraftcheck blamed a lack of manufacturing capacity, but clearly the top bosses at Hyundai thought they needed someone with more sales experience calling the shots. Hyundai was effusive in its praise for Kraftcheck's contribution to the company, so you know this was not an ugly breakup. And I'll bet a million bucks we have not seen the end of John Krafcek. Some car company is almost certain to pick him up. Shall I kick off the speculation? Wouldn't Mazda like someone of Krafcek's caliber? Or how about Chrysler? I think Mitsubishi would love to get him, but I don't think he'd go there. Unless he has a non-compete clause, I think we'll hear of Krafcek getting a new job before this year is out. Well, Fiat finally owns Chrysler lock, stock, and barrel. The Italian automaker agreed to buy the remaining 41% stake in Chrysler from the UAW's Viva Healthcare Fund. The total amount comes to $4.35 billion. Chrysler will contribute $2.6 billion to the deal. Fiat kicks in the remaining $1.75 billion. This is a giant milestone in the Fiat-Chrysler relationship. And now we're going to see part two of how this deal develops. As you all know, the Detroit Auto Show is right around the corner and we'll be bringing you live coverage from the floor thanks to our signature sponsor, Chrysler. We'll have two days of Auto Show broadcast for you, Monday, January 13th and Tuesday the 14th, both at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We're following up those days with additional broadcasts from the second annual AutoLine Supplier Symposium 
thanks to our signature sponsor, Ford. The live webcasts are on Wednesday, the 15th of January, and Thursday, the 16th. Both of them start at 2 p.m. Eastern Time at our favorite website, Autoline.tv. We've reported on Audi's 700-horsepower plug-in hybrid, the Sport Quattro Concept, a few times now. But an updated version will be making an appearance at next week's Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. This concept will feature laser light headlights and a new user interface. The headlights are a combination of matrix LEDs that control the low beam and uses laser light for the high beams. Audi will use a similar system on the racetrack in its 2014 R18 e-tron Quattro. The car also shows off a new user interface that uses a menu similar to a smartphone. The system's controlled by a rotary push button and displays key information on a large TFT display screen. The Consumer Electronics Show gets going next week. And maybe you've already heard of this one, but sad news. Seven-time Formula One champion Michael Schumacher remains in critical condition following a skiing accident last week that resulted in a brain injury. Schumacher has undergone two brain operations and is currently in a medically induced coma. No word yet on his future outlook, but we'll keep you up to date. And then coming up next, it's time for You Said It. Proven on the track and on roads around the world, Borg Warner turbochargers improve fuel economy and reduce emissions without sacrificing performance. Borg Warner, official turbocharger supplier to the Eyes on IndyCar series. And now for some of your feedback. Chuck Grenchy wants to know, a lot of the sales for the last couple of years are partially attributable to pent-up demand. What is to happen when demand begins to wane? Jobs continue to remain flat and credit eventually dries up for marginal borrowers. Well, Chuck, that's easy. Sales go down. That's what happens. Bradley says, wow, I'd love to have lunch with Mary Ann Keller. The book, The Machine That Changed the World, was magnificent. The questions I would ask her. It was by pure chance I found that book while in college. It was on a discount shelf and I randomly found it. It captivated me from cover to cover. Yeah, it is a good book, but it was not written by Mary Ann Keller. She did advise the MIT team that did the research for that book. And, oh, by the way, John Krafcheck, who we mentioned earlier in the program, having stepped down as CEO of Hyundai Motor America, he was a graduate research student at MIT who was heavily involved in the research for that book. Steve Weintraub loved to point this out. Re-Infinity Drive-By Wire. John, I hate to tell you I told you so, but I said previously in this venue that I did not trust this concept and you disagreed. This is only the start. Oop. HTG wants to know, any chance you'll let us loyal commenters know how the vote for exec of the year went down? Unanimous or split decision? HTG, it was unanimous. Every one of my panelists started with their own favorites, but as we went through our discussions of their strengths and weaknesses, we kept coming back to Mark Royce. And finally we said, hey, this is our guy. Last time, yo, is of the opinion that a 10-speed transmission sounds incredibly heavy and the added benefit of gas mileage seems negated due to the weight. Well, all I can say is wait until you see these 10 speeds. They're barely bigger than today's 8 speeds 
and the weight difference is marginal. Hey, don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours tonight. My special guest is Bob Casey, the former transportation curator at the Henry Ford Museum. He is a walking encyclopedia of automotive knowledge and a great car guy to boot. He also authored the beautiful book called Driving America, which we gave away last year. We're going to have a lot to talk about, so get your questions in early. Then join us here live at Autoline.tv starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And that wraps up today's show. Thank you for watching.